lot of uh, talk here the last year and a half or so about the numbers game in the legislature, and here we are again, uh, by-election called in Nanaimo for January 30th by the Premier just a few minutes ago. Uh, that, of course, is going to create uh, people crunching the numbers again. Uh, the Liberals want to capture this one, which would make it 43-43 in the House. So how critical is this by-election? Unlike most by-elections, this one's really critical for the reasons that you, you just mentioned, given the, the closeness of the party standings in the, in the legislature. Um, this one makes all the difference, and, and that will factor into, I think, how people vote. In most by-elections, people have the freedom of casting a vote without changing the legislative configuration. In this case, people could uh, change that standing in the legislature. So we'll see uh, if the people of Nanaimo want to change the legislature or if they want to play it, play it safe. Yeah, and uh, I mean, there's some interesting intangibles here. Uh, it looks to be possibly a four-way race, BC Conservative, BC Greens, BC Liberals, and the NDP. Uh, we have some interesting candidates uh, that are representing some of the parties, traditionally an NDP area, but the Liberals seem to think they can gain some headway as you sort of look at how this might play out. And again, and the other one I should mention too is it's not very often a sitting government wins in a by-election, so there's some interesting ingredients here. Absolutely, and the B.C. governments typically do poorly in by-elections because often voters want to take the opportunity to send government a message. Um, but in this case, it's more than just sending a message. Uh, if, they, if the people of Nanaimo elect someone other than an NDP or to maintain the status quo, it could bring down the government. Uh, so I think people of Nanaimo will think long and hard about that, and, and this really then becomes a mini-referendum on the performance of the government. Um, Michelle Ney is with the Greens, uh, the daughter of a, a very popular former mayor in Nanaimo. Uh, Tony Harris with the Liberals, his family well-known in Nanaimo as well for uh, many generations. And then Sheila Malcolmson, who is also brings some uh, name credential to the NDP. Uh, we have wait to see if the BC Conservatives float in here. And, and, I mean, a four-way a four-way kind of race, it is, I mean, it, how, did, how do you sort of foresee that breaking out? It's really hard um, to predict how it will go for, for a couple of reasons. First of all, four candidates, uh, some of them quite well-known, including she Sheila Malcolmson, the federal NDP um, member of parliament for the area. Um, but the other factor in by-elections is usually relatively low turnout. Um, you usually get 50-60% turnout in a provincial election. By-elections are usually half that. So it becomes extremely difficult to, to predict how it's going to shake out. A lot of it comes down to motivation and mobilization. Are, uh, are the, you know, the Liberals are very keen to, to take this riding and bring down uh, the government potentially. Uh, is that going to mobilize lots of Liberals to vote? And, and perhaps NDPers are, are complacent and they may not vote. The Greens, now that we don't have proportional representation, want to make a major push to get another member here. Um, it, it's, it's really going to come down to those sorts of issues. Who can best mobilize their core supporters? And do you think that the, uh, any kind of vote splitting could potentially throw a curveball somewhere? I mean, you look at the Green NDP, and maybe there's a, a bit of a differential there, but then you look at the Conservatives are going to jump into this race, and I don't know what kind of vote split they may threaten on the other side of the spectrum. Yes, I think that if it had been a three-way race, you might have given the Liberals a little bit more of an advantage, given that the Greens and NDP might split the vote, uh, but that might be all counterbalanced by, by a Conservative running. Um, the Conservative Party is, is very small these days and is not getting a lot of public conversation around them. Um, but in a by-election, you know, ciphering off a few hundred votes might make the difference um, in, in this case. So, it's, again, 
very difficult to predict how it all plays out yeah. in a short campaign. Um, this, this is a one-month campaign. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I'm glad you pointed that out, by the way. Um, just to sort of jump into the hypotheticals here, let's let's assume the Liberals win this thing and they even up the House 43-43. Again, we don't know what the outcome is, but just out of curiosity, I mean, how do you see that playing out? I mean, even if the Liberals do topple the government, uh, you know, if, unless we go into another election itself, those numbers still provide a tenuous, uh, tenuous sort of circumstance for regardless of, of who's in power. It's very tenuous, and the Liberals would have to think, uh, and presumably the Liberals wouldn't be able to bring the government alone. They'd have to rely on the Greens as well, and they would all have to think, um, is this the time, is this this spring the time to bring down the government? Shortly after the by-election, of course, we'll have the budget, which is a prime opportunity to bring down any minority government. Um, But the parties are really going to have to think long and hard about whether or not they want to thrust the province into a general election campaign this spring. Is that what voters really want? Is there a lot of dissatisfaction with the state of of politics and government in B.C.? And I think all of the parties have to think long and hard about whether or not they can actually do any better um, than they did last time in a provincial election. It seems to me that we are in a position right now where the parties are pretty much locked into their current levels of support. If there was a general campaign, I would be hard-pressed to see where the NDP could pick up more seats and form a majority, and I'm not sure that the areas where the Liberals lost seats in the last election are ready to forgive and, and make up. And and I don't don't see the Greens doing much better either, since uh, we'll be under the current electoral system. Yeah, I guess my final line of questioning is, by election aside, and that's an interesting component, but um, do you anticipate uh, any recall campaigns or, or even the situation uh, with the Speaker, Daryl Plekis, that, that might throw some potential curveballs in here, by election aside? By election aside, I think that we do have to, to see how the, the Speaker story plays out. Uh, there are rumb- I'm not sure if there's an official recall campaign for Daryl Plakis in Abbotsford South or whether people are just mumbling about it, uh, but recall campaigns in- are notoriously difficult, um, so I'm not uh, persuaded that that's going to-, to make a major difference this year. Uh, but the-, the Speaker has certainly put his reputation on, on the line, saying that he will quit uh, if-, um, if people are not persuaded by the evidence that, that he brought to-, to the police. Um, and whether he's actually anybody's going to show us that evidence, <laughs> I think, is a, is an open question. Um, but but he certainly put his reputation on the line, and uh, the Liberals would love to bring him down and send him to the back benches to sit as an independent. Uh, then he would be a real wild card. He's no longer the speaker. Would he side with the government on vo- most votes or not? Who knows? Yeah, um, that's that. That would be. Uh, if, if Daryl Plekis vacates the Speaker's chair, then I think we are into a, a real period of uncertainty. Yeah, just out of curiosity, because I know you teach in Mr. Plekis's backyard there, any sense uh, within sort of Abbotsford that, that this thing is, or whatever is going on with him is sort of drumming up? I mean, I know it's BC Liberal country. Uh, does it make it easier for him to be recalled if A, it's Liberal country, and B, he's kind of, you know, landing in hot water and in all the local headlines? I think that the the Liberals in Abbotsford South were deeply disappointed with him and would love to see him recalled. Whether or not they can muster the support for that is is yet to be seen. Um, People in the community who know uh, Daryl Plekka, certainly people around the university who used to work with him, uh, view him as a man of impeccable integrity, and that if he thinks that something was amiss, something must have been amiss. 
Um, so it, it really plays down, to, I think, to people who know him personally versus people who just know him as a political figure. Um, and uh, But I... <clears throat> Looking forward to the next general election, should Mr. Plekis choose to run as an independent uh, in Abbotsford South, I think his chances would be uh, would be a long shot. You know, we have to remember when he was first elected, he ran up against John Van Dongen, the former liberal who ran as an independent. And uh, even though Mr. Van Dongen had served the community well for many years, he was not able to successfully hold the seat as an independent. And I think uh, Mr. Plakas would find it similarly difficult. Yeah, no, excellent point. Uh, Hamish, always a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time. Good to talk to you and Happy New Year. Yes, you as well.